Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi everyone and welcome to A Life in Dublin. I'm your host Mark and with your permission we'd love this podcast to be your digital companion for the next little bit at least. Today's episode is a live podcast from the Black Sheep Pub in Dublin. We chatted to the brilliant Brian Gallagher about all things Dublin and all things Ireland. To finish the evening we had some original music from Dylan Harcourt and a special appearance from Harry Fennell. Both of these guys are top musicians with incredible voices. All in all we were incredibly lucky to have all of these talents together in one place for a lovely night. Shout out to Galway Bay for some tasty beers on the night too. Thanks as always and so much to all of you for listening. If you'd like to come to one of these events, you can reach out to us on our Instagram page or our email. Links to both you'll find in the description of this episode. And now our live podcast with Brian Gallagher. Thanks on then, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, really appreciate you doing this. Uh, it's it's nice to be to here. To yeah, yeah, nice to be you've, here. You're kind of doing a lot, from what I can see from following your Instagram. Oh yeah, that's full of shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's not. No. <laughs> that's a bit like ours then as well. Yeah. Um, you seem to be doing quite a lot of gigs. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, I do know from having talked to people who who know you that you you drastically changed career. I don't know exactly when, but you were kind of in let's say the very steady job yeah yeah situation and then decided to like go go full comedian yeah uh, what brought that on uh lunacy i think to be honest <laughs> yeah uh, alcoholism mild drug abuse the usual uh, no. <laughs> the Irish yeah, you want me to be honest here right honesty no i um 
yeah, I had like I had a good job and I had done different types of work, communications, marketing, customer service, loads of different jobs, and they all kind of went well. And I got promoted and got better jobs, moved to different companies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I didn't really enjoy any of them, and I was not very good at most of them, to be honest, either. So I got away with not being good at my job by being funny at work or having fun. People liked being around me, even though I wasn't very good at what I did. So I then wanted to do comedy, so I got into comedy. I was doing comedy alongside work, which became stressful because when you start doing comedy, you're driving all over the countryside and doing crap gigs in towns you don't want to be in half the time. Uh, places like Roscommon, you know, that kind of stuff. You don't mean, yeah. oh, duh, shudder, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, it so, shouldn't it? No, it shouldn't, actually. No. <laughs> I have, uh, have a thesis online about that very subject. You should check it out. More of a manifesto. Um, so. <laughs> So I, uh, I, I, I found it difficult to manage both, and then it became a point where either you jump off the diving board and hope for the best and see if you can, you can survive, or, or you, you give up and go back to just keeping your day job as your solid thing, and I decided to jump in the deep end and see what happened. So Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Fair play yeah. to you, man. It takes takes balls to do that yeah so. and i'm drowning i'm drowning it's very <laughs> no it's it's fun it's fun yeah, yeah it's good i imagine um as you probably imagine from from chatting to some people here and from chatting to us the majority of people here tonight are, are new to dublin or have been here for a while but maybe they're not native irish people so we're going to try and deconstruct some complicated irish <laughs> concepts here tonight so that we can help people that we can be of use to some people also. People wrote some questions, and I'm gonna yeah. just take one question at a time, and we're gonna try our best to answer them, if you're up for that. I'm absolutely up for that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is the Florida of Ireland? Jesus. <laughs> what is the Florida of Ireland? Probably Roscommon, I know we mentioned uh, <laughs> I know we mentioned it already, but probably, yeah, probably Roscommon. Yeah. <laughs> What's your? I was actually joking. What is your genuine beef against what's common? Were they the only county to vote against marriage equality? Yeah. Ah, you could be right. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm okay with that. Uh, it's more. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, that is that was quite strange. And it's just there's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's, there's no animals, no people, no trees, no shelter. I don't know. I've never been there, but it sounds <laughs> from my description in my imagination to be a terrible place. Um, my. I've got a family on my, my my father's side will be from East Mayo. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie, there's, there's very little difference between East Mayo oh, and, yeah. and, and West. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, the West is beautiful. Um, but yeah, I, I will, as much as I love my family who are definitely not watching this, um, it's, it's sometimes I go down there and it is terribly boring. Yeah. Um, just that, uh, so I don't know if, if anybody's experienced this or you obviously don't have family in Ireland but if you go to the typical house in the west of Ireland which is including to my, my aunts and my uncles and you're visiting them they will for some reason actually none of them drink but they drink tea like Constantly. non-stop yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like as soon as you're finished a cup of tea they're like filling you up again yeah. And Hot you're kind of like shaking by the end of the day. And like, What's wrong with you? And you're like, I don't know. I'm not used to drinking 10 cups of tea in a day. Um, that is, like, it's yeah. I think and it's always like 400 degrees in the house as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. drinking tea and like sweating. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> sweating and drinking tea. Again. Yeah, yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and cliches. They love cliches as well in those places. Like, you know. Yeah. I just use cliches all day for conversation. Awesome. 
Not going to go too much into this, but for anybody who doesn't know, you should check out the whole Mayo curse thing. Um, I think that's a pretty fascinating... Yeah. yeah, it is actually. Only one left as well. That'll make sense when you look it up. There is only one left. Only yeah. one left. Genuinely, look it up. It's, the Mayo it's curse. Fascinating. We're yeah. not going to go into it. I've talked about it too much on this podcast already. Too much Mayo. <laughs> Why is there a president and prime minister? We're going to translate prime minister to Taoiseach. Uh, actually, I have no idea why we have that. Uh, oh, one is the head of state and one is the head of government. Our president is like our queen. <laughs> that, makes, that makes sense to me. There's some people looking at me going, what? <laughs> Don't other countries have presidents and prime ministers? France has a president and a prime minister. Russia has a dictator. But you know, <laughs> but you get the point. I'm pretty sure France is like te- potentially the most dangerous leader in, in international affairs because he has the final or she has the final say on things so I'm pretty sure it's the only country where if the French president goes I'm launching a nuke that's they it. actually launch on. a nuke wow. whereas in most other countries there's some kind of checks and balances I could be wrong but uh, I think it's in the constitution that the final say goes to Nia's nodding at me he knows what he's talking about yeah um, <laughs> but yeah Nia's in the International Atomic Agency, actually. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, that's the only reason he's here. Yeah. Is this Dylan? Hello. Uh, Hello. <laughs> Take a seat there. Yeah. Sorry, that's okay. That's uh, you do have an instrument, right? Yeah, it's called now, now. Oh, perfect. Thanks for coming, Dylan. Appreciate it. All right, we're going next to... Uh, will Brian ever shave his beard? I, I guess, guess that's Nia's question. <laughs> um, n- n- uh, I, no. no. I don't think so. Never. It's become kind of a part of a lot of my material or the basis for some of my material that I do in stand-up comedy. So, And I love it. I love it. It started as a Movember mustache. Wow. And then, yeah, yeah, and it just kept going. Movembers, is it? Uh, a few. Five, maybe five six, nine, seven. I don't know. But I started as a Movember and then just kept growing. And then I became attached to it, or it became attached to me. And uh, <laughs> here we are. It's a beard love story. I can't imagine shaving it off, to be honest. Yeah, it would be a huge change. It would be a huge shock to yeah. my children. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any children, but that's how far away I envisage shaving my beard to be in the far, far future. Yeah, no, I couldn't do it. I don't think. At what point did it go from being like incredibly itchy to? Uh, I think that only lasts like a couple of weeks. The itchy phase. Everyone gets obsessed with the itchy phase. Yeah. But then it's fine. There's a few things you can't do though. But you can't eat Weedabix. Yeah, can. true. Might as well dip my face in cement. Can't be done. <laughs> Forget it. Ice cream cones make me look like a porn star. Can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, can't run through an airport with a backpack. That's another one. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. Is what I'm saying. It's not easy. Chicken wings also is, mm. uh, is a no go. Yeah. Um, okay, here's a, a random one for you, Brian. Um, are you more of a cat or a dog person? I'm going off the topic of Dublin, but that's okay. Uh, well, you can't have any pets in Dublin, anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's true. Yeah, yeah. There we go. I'm a huge dog person, but I live in an apartment in Dublin, so I can't have a dog. Nothing. Yeah. So that's very depressing. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many people just disobey the the contract on their with their accommodation and just get a pet anyway. Yeah. Paula's putting her hand up as if to say that she does. Yeah. But I've also been in in a place where I'm renting now for three years in the same place. Pretty sure they're going to sell it at any moment, but. Um, it's in our contract that you're not allowed to have pets. You know, the kind of standard stuff. But, you know, I would love a dog. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, 
fuck it, I'll just get one anyway and see what happens. See what's gonna happen? Like yeah. you'd have to shoot the dog. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Benji, but I really like this apartment. I mean, it's such a tough rental market right now. I didn't think they'd actually make me shoot you. You, know. you turn into a fucking monster. That's what would happen. Yeah. That's what would happen. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it is unfair. I kind of, like in our apartment building, even people who own the apartments can't have dogs. Yeah. It's, it sucks. Yeah. It's mad. Yeah. It happens all the time. Like people everywhere have it anyway. Yeah. Like that's it. They just like, do it. Yeah. My apartment complex building or whatever, there's a massive sign on the door. Yeah. And it's just a picture of a dog, silhouette of a dog, and a big X on it. Like massive red. Jesus, right. And you walk upstairs and you smell dog. All the time. <laughs> it's like eight floors. Like, smells dog. And you see them walking in all the time. On their own. Just their own keys, everything. Unbelievable. So wow. Probably paying more. Than the rest of us. <laughs> Does that yeah. smell follow you around? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll respond to the <laughs> questions. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go. Um, what's the deal with provinces? <laughs> here we are doing like a history lesson here. Uh, uh, England. England. That's it. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's just, I don't know, what is the deal with provinces? You, do, can you want to answer that? There's four provinces. I'm here, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking Google it. I don't know. Fucking hell. <laughs> Well, in Spain, Spain, we have provinces as well. But why? Why does not really provinces there, though? Are they? They're like we do. Yeah. 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 So Spain. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. Spain, England. There you go. I think yeah. they have provinces in France. Spain. Uh, we're knocking these questions out of the park, to be honest. This is amazing. Here's a question that maybe we might not be able to answer, but you might be able to answer. Mm. Um, well, I don't know. Your mother's Irish, so I don't know. Have you have you ever felt like a Whenever, whenever you moved to Ireland, did you feel like an expat? Did you feel like a tourist, or did you feel when as soon as you came here that you were like part of an Irish person? Or um, yeah, I think the first time I was here, like like everyone was lost, like a bit of a tourist. Saw the spire, <laughs> didn't know what to do with that. Um, yeah, I think it doesn't matter where your parents are from. If you move to a country, you'll feel a bit lost for the first time. Uh, after a while, just because I look how I look, I blend in. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's not too hard to get accustomed to the culture here anyway, because half of the people you meet are expats anyway, and you make friends with them faster than you make with Irish people. Yeah. Like, we've said it before on the podcast, yeah. it's so much easier to make friends with expats in Dublin than it is with foreign people. Oh, all the way, yeah. yeah. That's you know, us Irish people are very super, we're superficial. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're, we're like, hey, we're very nice, everyone's very nice, we love you guys, mm. we call over. Ah! <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. yeah, that's a weird one. Uh, and actually, that, Paula, that was your question yeah. that you were going to ask. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. Why? We, 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 because we desperately want people to like us. It's in our DNA from the dawn of time. Please like us. Do you like Ireland? Do you like our food? Do you like our drinks? Do you like our people? Do you like our music? Please like us. We're obsessed with it. But once we know that, we don't want to know anything else. It's like, yes, we love your music. Can we? No, no, fucking no, no. You can't. Uh, I'll, I'll listen to my music myself. Thank you very much. You know. So, yeah, I think we're, yeah, because we don't have the openness and depth initially when we get to know people that other cultures seem to have like i've noticed meeting so many wonderful people from all over the world in dublin how quickly you share so much information about yourselves your lives your beliefs your values because irish people we grew up in very 
I suppose, close-minded society in a lot of ways, especially in rural Ireland. You don't want other people to know what you think about anything because what if you don't think the same as they think and it's a small community and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it's more about keeping the peace and making sure everybody gets on and likes everybody. And that's why we don't uh, want to hang out with you, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one guy that we had on the podcast before, um, David, he's a French dude, and he made a, an interesting point that I never thought of it in this way before. He said in, in Ireland there's a lot of communities, but just because you're part of that community doesn't mean they're your friends. So he's like big into the music community and goes to the cobblestone place sessions there and I think does like kind of like the comedians like do different pubs around the city, like mm -hmm. they also do different pubs. And he says, I go there and I talk to the same guys and we have a great chat every time but none of them will ever go and do you want to come for dinner in my house on Sunday it's like that won't happen yeah because there's the community and then outside yeah. of that you're 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 no one kind of if that yeah. makes sense yeah um, but I would say as well we don't like it that's that's not exclusive to people who are not Irish we do that to other Irish people too you know so it's like yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. it's just a 100%. thing you just have your circle we have you have your circle or you have your your a wide I suppose extensive network of acquaintances but then your home is like your little castle where you hide away with your immediate family maybe and, and your dog and your dog if you're allowed to have one or you know if you have to shoot it whatever but it's like yeah that's a different kind of thing it's like layered levels of how much you want to give away of your life to other people I guess yeah, yeah and the other thing I would say is I don't think that's exclusive to Ireland either um, like I had that experience when I lived in Spain um, I think it's just you, when you're living in a place you have your friends you have your family and then anything on top of that feels not like I hate to say it, but it feels like an effort. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, after work, you're probably knackered, and you're like, "Oh, I just want to yeah. relax and not have to think about what I say, yeah, and not have to go to this podcast." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, listen, it is what it is. <laughs> okay. Um, this is a good one because you're drinking a non-alcoholic beer right now. Mm -hmm. What can you do in Dublin apart from drinking uh, or coming to a Life in Dublin event? <laughs> in other words, the other shit thing. <laughs> oh, there's very little to do in Dublin, really. Um, well, there's a lot more to do in Dublin, to be fair, than there is outside of Dublin. So, like, there's a lot of uh, meetup groups, networking groups. There's, like, things to do in Dublin on the dry, Facebook groups. There's loads of stuff that you can do, lots of outdoors activities that I've heard of that, and uh, loads of other things that I've heard of as well. Uh, but, yeah, I gave up drink 14 days ago, nine hours, 27 minutes. It's going great. I love it. Uh, having a great time. Uh, no, there, there, yeah, outside Dublin, though, there's a lot less to do, like, Galway City, for example. If you don't go to a pub in Galway, there's nothing to do. Yeah. Come on in. Get stuck in. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Come on in. in. Yeah, yeah. A few chairs in the back there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that personally, I think there's very little to do in Ireland in general if you don't drink or socialise in places that sell drink. Yeah, but what is that? And maybe, like, I don't know if anybody can kind of have a suggestion as to why that might be. Um, because is it the weather that is affecting that? Is it because just you don't feel like going outside or... Yeah. Why is it so revolved around 
Well, again, it's probably in our DNA. Like you could, like pubs were community centres. They were the local shop. They weren't just a pub going way back. They were sold provisions. They sold stuff for farmers. People sold animals to each other at the back of the pubs. Or oh, it was like it was like a centre point of every community was yeah. a pub. And Public I think house. we just got so used to that being the centre of a community just that that's where we like to go. We feel comfortable indoors in the dark. Yeah. With beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and someone actually said to me before it is kind of like you know comparing it to France or Italy or whatever you have your plazas or your squares where a lot of people tend to go and I think yeah. that is a pub in, in Ireland um, most of the time but I also think it's massively changing hmm. um, I think I'm pretty sure the younger generations are I don't know it feels like they're less doing things less alcohol related um, a lot more open to like doing random stuff like MDMA. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think so. Uh, I could be wrong. No, no. I yeah, I agree with you. Younger generation, they're not as into drinking and they're a lot fitter Much than more confident. About yeah, as well. they're just yeah, Thanks, really. they're not good people really. No, no, no. <laughs> There's a good bit to do apart from drinking, but you do have to do your research before okay. you do any of that, I think. Like, a lot of times you can't just go out for a walk and see what you walk into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's behind a closed door. Or, like, all the facades, the buildings, they all look like pubs, so you never know what you're going to walk into. But yeah. you have to spend a good couple of hours looking online. Like, you can do a bunch of physical activities. Like, there's a lot of climbing that happens. There's a good bit of hiking groups and all that stuff, but you do have to do your research and you have to know someone that knows it or... Mm. You have to ask the admin to let you into the group, and that takes like six weeks. Jesus, right? <laughs> but uh, you're right, though. There is like there's so much stuff happening around the place that I think you just, for example, I wouldn't. Since they let us do this here in the Black Sheep, I found out that they have like games nights here and stuff mm. like that, and I had no idea. Loads of comedy nights. Um, yeah, since I met like you guys, the, the comedy nights. Um, the show that we had a couple of weeks ago, we had a group on. Um, Pablo and the Foreigners and they do music in the international I'm not sure if this is going to continue but uh, on Friday nights and the whole idea of that night is you go and, and meet people it's kind of like yeah. this but there's more music involved um, but I had no clue of any of this and especially like when you're younger and I was in college and stuff that didn't even come into my mind but there is so much stuff mm. out there it just takes a little bit of research and I don't know how maybe it's something like this where you can come and you're like oh what's that thing that he's talking about and just ask questions and, and try and kind of find out because there is a lot of stuff to do um, it just takes it takes research research or asking people I yeah. think yeah. is the most important thing this is a good long one there we go let's hope it's Many years Irish people leave Ireland because they think it isn't a nice place to live, uh, differently from many foreigners. What would you say to those who want to leave? I think many young people. Many young Irish people, excuse me. Uh, uh, so is that like a lot of young Irish people complain about Ireland and want to leave, but a lot of people who come in from abroad are like, this place is great, why do you hate it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's an element of self-fulfilling just you know negativity there too it's like oh god this place is terrible they heard somebody else say it they say it everybody says it then you leave I think the cost of living really and cost of housing is the main thing that's the main real reason people can't see themselves affording housing down the road and they go let's get out here somewhere that's sunnier warmer people are nicer more open and you can afford to live a better life yeah but they usually come back and they're still miserable so it's fine yeah. <laughs> well compared to the rest of Europe like Spain for example Ireland is like oh my god they pay so much money there 
yeah, so yeah. People, so many good jobs. Like, why would I stay in Spain where I can work for Zara? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's yeah. so many opportunities. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, 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 jump yeah. on in. Yeah, um, it's hard to know though if there actually is that many. I would say that I was one of those people who I emigrated, and I had like when I left Ireland. I didn't need to emigrate obviously I wanted to and I wanted to travel and it was like yeah I was bored Dublin is a small city and I think if you grow up here at some point you might also go I'd like to experience something else mm. um, a bit like probably 60-70% of you guys are here for that reason too um, maybe some of you are here because you have to be here that's fair enough for opportunities and stuff but I'm sure there's a lot of you who are here just because you want to experience something else I think a lot of Irish people have that mm -hmm. uh, urge to travel and to kind of find out new places and I think that's great to be perfectly yeah. honest um, and then those people come back and they are like I think Dublin has changed so much in the last 20 years in terms of like food available the food that's available the standards of all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff because people have gone and they've lived in other cities and they've been like why is the food so shit here yeah, it should yeah, be better yeah, yeah. yeah or you know this isn't a fucking burrito uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then it has changed and I think this, I think it's a, it's, it's a good thing yeah but I don't think it's about Ireland I think it's just about how we hate and love in the same amount our comfort zone I was talking shy about Madrid for like I'm 25 so 24 years old mm. and it, now it's like how I was just complaining that much it's just because we oblige ourselves to move when we move like to, mm. like to do these things that comfort things of like coming to a place that you don't know anyone's like hi and then you feel good with yourself because you are seeing yourself doing things that you will never do i don't think it's how the country i think it's how ourselves and like our capacity of we need something to push us and that's more in the country I 100 percent yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody wants to leave where they're from as well. Like, yeah, doesn't matter where you grow up, you have that feeling. It's like, ah, I want to see more stuff. Yeah, and you don't appreciate what's in your own back garden either until you go somewhere else. And you're like, oh, actually, it wasn't that bad at home, but it's nice to see this new stuff too. And yeah, yeah, that's it. It's a big part. Of it's it. not everybody though. I no, have, no, I have some friends, yeah, and they're like sure. not interested. Yeah, like, that's true. Okay, um, it's just yeah, I think it's different people. They feel like you know, get out there, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, all right, good. We'll go with a couple more of these. Here we go. We got some good questions. We got some good questions. Yeah. Um. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's worrying. <laughs> this is a tricky one, and I, I'm going to imagine that this is uh, a question that doesn't involve alcohol either. Um. But the question basically is: It's fucking raining here all the time. <laughs> uh, what do you guys do when it's raining? What is there to do when it's raining? deal with it <laughs> drink that's what it is yeah it's just drink yeah if it's sunny beer garden if it's wet inside that's it that's just drink drink i don't know i think we're used to the rain in, in a way because we get it we're so used to like if you anybody here been to galway been to galway mm. no <laughs> don't go to galway that's, right. <laughs> that's a great city but it is very cold and it always rains like it spends all its time raining in galway Constantly. it's very miserable but you appreciate 
uh, pubs with open fires and dark rooms and dipping your head under a doorway to get into a building when it's been raining like and you appreciate how the streets form around a city like that and how the pubs establish themselves and how even restaurants lay themselves out when you have a city where it's raining all the bloody time you know yeah, I love Galway yeah it's a good town yeah it's so like I think because it's so small uh, people are there are, are kind of next level friendly also yeah uh, compared to Dublin anyway um, it's always a good spot to go I yeah no it is yeah not. but it does rain a lot there yeah yeah, I guess so. Um, kind of get used to the rain after a while. That's it. I hate the rain yeah. so much. The rain is like, it's it's a funny one. I remember, because uh, did live in Spain for a little bit, yeah. I kind of said that story about 5,000 times now on the <laughs> podcast. But uh, coming back and... So I lived in, in the Canary Islands, which was, you know, amazing or whatever, like never rained. And you come back and you said you start to see things that you never noticed mm. before um, and going to work in the morning if it's raining or if it's a little bit windy or whatever and I just I still cycle to work just seeing the expressions on people's faces <laughs> it's like it's anger but like I'm gonna get you know it's like <laughs> you can't give up because you have to get to work <laughs> so the face is like it, it's like in the morning, very early, it's like seven o'clock in the morning, but the person's face is like, I got, I got to fucking work. <laughs> um, and it's a, I think other cultures don't, they don't get that. It's, it's yeah, something that yeah. you don't have in like the Southern European countries, or maybe if you're from Latin America or whatever, yeah. that seven o'clock anger yeah. that can only, or whether maybe it's traffic or, or the weather, the weather obviously adds to it, but that sheer like grit, yeah that determination that you and i think it builds a lot of character in people here but also it's it's tough it's like it is hard it's hard it's miserable we should all immigrate uh, <laughs> <sorry. laughs> that'll be the story of this, yeah, this night. Yeah. the next podcast is brought to you from yeah. a life in madrid uh, yeah. A life in Dubai. <laughs> um, yeah all right what have we got next craziest thing you did in Dublin go to Dicey's <laughs> <laughs> every week every week yeah. <laughs> craziest thing you do weekly in Dublin weekly. Th- thing not person ah okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shh, craziest thing <laughs> after, after you uh, what's the craziest thing I've done in Dublin Jesus I don't know I drink a lot, so I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. I don't. I honestly don't know what the craziest thing I've ever done in Dublin is, because uh, I'm always I'm gigging all the time. I gig all the time, so I'm in comedy clubs, or I'm at home, or I'm on my way to comedy clubs. Um, I don't remember the craziest thing I've ever done. Oh no, I do. I do. It's coming back to me. <laughs> I did a twelve pubs of Christmas one year. Mm. Have any of you done the twelve pubs of Christmas? Yeah. It's, it's an Irish institution. It's basically where at Christmas time, you and your colleagues or your friends or whoever decides to band together, you uh, put on Christmas jumpers. That's optional. And then you go on a route of 12 pubs. Like there's the Camden Street route. There's a whole series of pub routes that you can do in the city where the pubs are quite close together. And you have a drink in 12 pubs in a row with all your... So you end up having 12 drinks and then maybe you fall down or whatever. Um, <laughs> but this particular year, I was having a great time. I was feeling really good. I put in the practice and the work and the, the effort for the 12 pubs uh, over the preceding year, Just previous takes year. Training. Yeah. Yeah. Takes training, yeah? yeah. So I was ready for it and I ended up 
leaving everybody after pub 12 it was like five of us left from 15 and then i was like i want another drink and i went for another pint and then i went for another pint and then i was completely hammered and i met this random couple on the street um i think it was a chinese man and a hippie um i realize hippie is not a country but there you go really does sound uh, yeah yeah it does but it's not there's no punchline to this right there's no punchline to this so they invited me back to like one of those cottages up in dublin eight Mm. to a party there was no party there was just the two of them and uh, <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah I got out of there anyway I got out of that house because uh, it was uh, it's becoming obvious that they were quite interested in me uh, collectively and I was like this is yeah. before the beard this was this was actually early beard early I think beard. early beard yeah early beard and uh, I mean I had two glasses of wine there but that was it then I left <laughs> and uh, I don't remember getting home so there's a fun story of borderline alcoholism yeah yeah <laughs> uh, it's off my it's off my chest now have you trained in counselling that was the right time to ask that question uh, want to talk about it a lot of flashbacks coming back now a lot of <laughs> lot of I'm glad I did this podcast I won't fucking sleep tonight thanks a million Jesus um, where did that like, I can't remember when that 12 pubs at the if that's been going for years and years and years or if that at some point just started out of the blue it came out of nowhere I don't know who's, how it started but like all of a sudden it was a thing everybody did this 12 pubs and then workplaces started doing it for their Christmas parties and yeah. then pubs started banning them because they didn't want them coming in and, and the 11th drink yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm. it depends where you were on the route like some pubs had no problem because they were pub 2 or 3 yeah. Yeah. so like come in come in spend all your money but pub 11 and 12 were like no 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 no, no. <laughs> yeah. I think they got pissed off with the kind of rules that were around it as yeah. well it's just like everybody has to have their pint in the toilet so there's like 20 people just like standing in the toilet having a drink and there's like one poor person trying to have a piss yeah. they're like don't mind us yeah. do you know who started that the rules who? Not Irish people. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> the, ru- the rules were added to make things more fun for like non-Irish people who live in Dublin. Oh, no. Because Irish, if you don't have, it doesn't take much arm twisting to say to an Irish person, "Do you want to drink twelve points?" <laughs> so, sound, yeah. Let's do it, yeah. <laughs> well, you say that to somebody from Spain, they're like, "And what else?" They're like, "Uh, you hop on one leg and pub four. <laughs> you tell everyone a childhood trauma. I don't fucking know, right?" <laughs> And like that's why all that stuff got invented to keep Europeans entertained while we drank our twelve points, basically. Yeah. <laughs> no way, I didn't know that. Here you are. Here you are. Do you remember Arthur Guinness Day? Yeah, that was a nightmare, wasn't it? That was terrible. Really, I really enjoyed that. But it was like such a marketing thing. Like there was, there's no such thing as Arthur's Day. It was just a marketing campaign. And I was fully on board. Um, <laughs> for, for someone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, uh, there used to be like an Arthur Guinness Day, like St. Patrick's Day, but celebrating Guinness. I think it was in like September the something. Mm. Um, ran for about two or three years. What I liked about it is like you bought a ticket, let's say to this pub, right? The Black Sheep. You didn't know anything about it. You're just like, right, I'm going to be in. Well, it wouldn't have been this place because they don't have Guinness, but let's just take it as an example. I'm going to be in this pub um, at this time. And the whole thing was like 1759, which is like the year that uh, Guinness was started. You would say cheers to Arthur or whatever. But then there was a band or a group that would be playing in that venue and you didn't know who it was but it was genuine generally someone very big so mm-hmm. I think it was like Ed Sheeran Daft Punk like like big fucking groups would end up playing in like the Black Sheep which was yeah. amazing that's what I liked about it was like yeah no, that was cool to be fair that was cool but yeah, I, I, like you'd I, have proper yeah. top musicians playing in the Black Sheep which was which was really cool. Um, I didn't think it was just mad the way the whole country let a company 
invent a public yeah. holiday yeah. <laughs> and make you celebrate the guy who started their company. That'd be like, you know, imagine Bill Gates Day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah thank you, Microsoft. You know, yeah, exactly. it would be, we'd be like, what yeah. the hell is going on? Yeah. Because it was Guinness. We're like, oh yeah, cool, whatever. You know? Easy day. Yeah. Basically, it was stopped a few years later because nobody went to work the next day. It was on a, <laughs> it was on a Thursday night, and it was like massive absenteeism on, yeah. on Friday. Um, but yeah. We'll take one more question and then we might take a, a, a little break after that and, and Dylan, if, if you want, you can play a few tunes. That would be amazing. Really appreciate you being here. Um, and yeah, we'll go with one more. That's it. All right. So neat, that handwriting. Yeah, lovely handwriting. That's very nice. <laughs> uh, I like the way food is underlined as well. Uh, this is a question that I've been asked for years and I've never really been able to answer it properly, so maybe you'll be able to help me out. Um, <laughs> You're also big into food. Uh, what is traditional <laughs> Irish food? <laughs> you take everything available to you and you put it in a pot. Okay. <laughs> and you put it on the fire. And you boil the shit out of it and then you eat it. That's yeah. that's traditional Irish cuisine. Yeah, Isn't it right there. Coddle, <laughs> coddle or <laughs> bacon and cabbage, potatoes. Bit, we boiled everything. Yeah. Like we literally, because there probably was nothing, no other means of cooking anything elaborate and it wasn't the English, the, spice. the English took everything the English are <laughs> it's their fault I don't know I mean, what is Irish like, there's bacon and cabbage there's Irish stew and there's coddle in Dublin because you couldn't afford Irish stew up here <laughs> and uh, that was it isn't it basically yeah, yeah. not yeah. much more so sad, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Yeah. I, I so sometimes I think people don't realise like how poor this country was yeah. not that long ago I was talking to my uncle and my uncle is very old he's like 80 something right and I was walking this is in East Mayo probably one of the poorest parts of, of Ireland back in the day and we were chatting anyway and I was, I was like I'm going to like talk to him about like you know modern concepts and I was like what do you think about like veganism and all that kind of stuff so <laughs> anyway we started talking about food um, and he's like oh yeah so you know we used to have the big pile of potatoes there in the field I was like, what do you mean, you like pile of potatoes in the field? It's like, yeah, and we used to pray for snow. And I was like, what, why? It's like, it's like, we didn't have any refrigeration. So if it didn't snow, all the potatoes would go bad. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Have you ever had Domino's pizza? I'm <laughs> like, what a difference, man. Yeah. Like, I'm how many, like 50 years younger than he is. In a very short space of time. Yeah, we went from being like praying for snow for potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that's an extreme example. Not everyone is like that, but it like, there was that intense poverty, and I think for that reason, there's not much of a cuisine. No, no, but we have amazing produce. Yeah, yeah. So if you like food, if you're a foodie, Dublin especially, the quality of the food that's used in the cuisine you like from any part of the world is arguably going to be of higher standard than the part of the world the cuisine comes from that you like mm. so that's kind of what we offer the world is quality produce we're not going to offer you the greatest Invent. culinary twists in the universe like just put it in a pot boil it that's it <laughs> that's what you get if you want our cuisine you know but then again I think like sorry to be harping on about it, I think that is changing um, and you'll see like I'm, I've, I've seen documentaries like Irish chefs that have worked in Japan for 15 years and they come back here and they start like trying to use Irish seaweed mm. to make some weird sushi or that's never been done before and so there's no like stereotypical Irish food but no. I do think that maybe in a hundred years it'll never be Irish but no. it'll be like 
influenced influenced yeah. by um, pro- as you say products that, yeah, yeah. that are, are from here yeah. um, so I, I do think that there is quite a cool and, and nice op- like options of food here mm-hmm. food in general in the city it's, it's good doesn't yeah. no matter what you order no it's good yeah. or what restaurant it's always going to be yeah. nice enough yeah like well, pretty good like pizza here is class yeah yeah burgers here are class yeah. Italian here is awesome yeah yeah Good, no good quality produce, good quality food. Yeah, just not necessarily <laughs> Irish. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I remember it, it, it being made like uh, being lasagna when I was a kid, um, and then I went on a school. We like we did an exchange with an Italian school, so I went to stay with their parents, mm. and he went to stay with mine, and. <laughs> The mother over there cooked a lasagna. I fucking hate a lasagna because my mum used to make like she, she put like as little effort into chopping vegetables as possible. <laughs> so it was like the pepper was like that big, <laughs> slices of pepper, and you're like just like massive pieces of pepper. And then I had uh, lasagna from this Italian mother, and I was like, oh, fucking hell, this mm. is amazing. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, and then she had these like meatballs the next day and I was like oh man I'm never going home <laughs> exactly. yeah. Yeah. I came home I was like you don't even know how to make <laughs> you know what is this <laughs> like, so demanding for yeah. your old kid you can imagine uh, the kid that was here the poor Italian kid having to deal with yeah. your mom's <laughs> cheddar cheese on top cheese on top <laughs> and everything speaking yeah. of therapy actually yeah. <laughs> I think he still contacts me and was like uh, yeah. uh, it was a weird thing though I don't know this you're Italian, right? Um, I don't know if this was a, a thing, um, but I remember in that time they were like, do you want tea, coffee or milk? And I was like, okay, this is a normal question. And at the time I didn't drink tea or coffee. I was like 13 years old. And I was like, oh, milk. But my mate said, tea, please. So she got the like cornflakes and put tea with the cornflakes into a bowl and then put milk into mine. So I was like, oh, what? I got lucky here. Um, <laughs> Is that a thing in Italy or no? Mm. Okay. <laughs> she was definitely fucking with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love the way you, you can see the penny dropping with you now as well. Hang on a minute. <laughs> I was halfway through the story. And I was like, oh no. No, no. Yeah. I'm the idiot in the story. Oh no. Uh, Brian, thank you so much. Pleasure, it's been pleasure, an pleasure, chat pleasure. Today. Thank you. Um, where can we see you? How do we go to see you? Yeah. What's the best place? Follow me on Instagram at Brian Galahad. Brian with an I, because I know that some Protestants use a Y. Um, <laughs> Brian with an I. Brian Galahad, and uh, I post about gigs and up my story there and on the feed and everything else. So yeah, yeah. And I'm always gigging somewhere. So please do come see me at a show. But you follow me on Instagram. Lunch last weekend. Right? Yeah, there again next weekend as well. Amazing. So that should be good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm usually gigging five, six nights a week. So. Somewhere, it's so. a big venue, man. Yeah, it's big. Yeah. How do you feel in front of like? It's fun. The bigger, the bigger the venue, the easier it is. The oh, really? more, yeah. Well, not the easier it is, but the more you're doing comedy, the more comfortable you are doing it. The more confident you are in your material, then it's easier to do a big room. Okay. Like it's easier to gig for four hundred people than it is to gig for twenty. Hmm. Easier, yeah. hands down, way easier because the volume of energy in the in the room, the collective energy, everything. Yeah. It's set up for success. Whereas if you have twenty people spread out at a comedy gig, yeah. it's like Christ, it's gonna be hard, you know, to get that energy up to the same level. How many years have you actually been doing it now? Five or six, maybe. That's not that much. You're doing great. I know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm not actually that self-confident, but I'd love to be. I'd love yeah. to. Be. <laughs> um, thank you. Thanks, guys. Um, appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Uh, every round of applause for Brian.
shit myself. You're all very close to me, so my nose super red. Just Will you come closer? ignore. It. No. <laughs>
still so raw on Paddy's Day and the match day. Not even a big rugby fan, but I was just in a bar when Ireland won and I was like, fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Why do I do these things? This next song's called uh, I'm Not The One. I released it back in January and uh, it's about me not being in love with, with someone and then the songwriting process was how do I make this about myself and then uh, this is what came out. <laughs> anyway, it's such a bad habit of when I'm like performing for people just trying to paint myself in the worst light possible. I don't know why I do it but it's just... It's very in general I think. I guess, I think it is part of like Irish
There's that one. This is a bit too depressing or something. Do I need to let it go? No, that was really upbeat. <laughs> Alright, as long as you guys are okay, because I will keep going with the sad stuff, because I don't really have much happy stuff. I'd have to switch into someone else's songs and waste the hour stuff. Second the tunes. Thanks to the guys for having me. This is a, a cool concept for a gig. In my head, if I could play the guitar and sing, my voice would sound like yours. <laughs> that might be the highest call I've ever heard. Wait, you mean that in a good way or a bad way? I mean, <laughs> Dreamt of you last night I saw what it might Be loud to say goodbye
Cause it will blow your mind To see yourself through my eyes So try not to worry There is no hurry To get you to the other side If ever you need it I'll be here waiting To show you yourself through my eyes Cool. Definitely not going to object, man. So, oh, sure. this song was shown to me by a friend of mine, Harry. Harry, do you want to sing this for me? Uh, yeah. Pass, cool. pass him through, man. Come on, Harry. You can sing it from there. You can sing it from there. Sit tight. Yeah. Sit tight. You sing it with Cap on one. This song is really cool. I love it. Harry showed it to me. It's originally released in 1948, later covered by Leonard Cohen. It's about just kind of moving through life and. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kind of, it talks a little bit about human nature, I suppose, and not taking things too seriously, I guess, which, as you can see from my job, I, I don't, obviously. Uh, yeah, Harry showed it to me, and I remember just, like, falling in love with it. And sometimes I play it at gigs, or when I'm busking or something, and I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of stealing from Harry right now. It's weird when everyone's so close to it, you know? <laughs> I think somebody said it earlier when every when it's like a a crowd of forty people, like it's strange. <laughs> it's Harry Fennell, by the way, he's a, a phenomenal musician. So check him out. Do you wanna start? I saw Jesus on a cross on a hill called Calvary. Do you hate mankind for what they've done to you? He said, talk of love, not hate. Things to do, it's getting late. We've so little time and we're only passing through. Passing through, passing through Sometimes happy, sometimes blue I'm glad that I ran into you Tell the people that you saw me passing through But I saw Adam leave the garden with an apple in his hand, I said, Now you're out, but I don't do. And some crops and pray for rain, maybe raise a little cane. I'm an orphan now, and I'm only passing through. Passing through, passing through. Sometimes happy, sometimes blue I'm glad that I ran into you Tell the people 
reside Washington and Polly Ford Shivering in the snow I said how come the men here suffer like they do Men will suffer, men will fight Even die for what is right Even though they know they're only passing through Passing through, passing through Sometimes happy, sometimes blue I'm glad that I ran into you Tell the people that you saw me passing through Next time I was by Franklin Roosevelt's side On the night before he died he said one world must come out World War II Ah, the fool Yankee, Russian, Martin He said, well, a man is still a man We're all on one road And only passing through Passing through Passing through Sometimes happy, sometimes blue Glad that I ran into you Tell people that you saw me passing through Passing through Passing through Sometimes happy, sometimes blue Glad that I ran into you Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 